the word that I have for you is from the letter to the Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Amen. The word God has given me is rejoice in the Lord always and again and again continuously say again I will rejoice. I want you to open your mouth and say rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philippians 4 of the entire letter to Philippians is a book of joy. Amen. There are 17 times that the word joy is mentioned. If you want to add a title to this message, add. The title is add a joy chapter. Add a joy chapter to your life. Hallelujah. All those who are watching me this evening needs to add a joy chapter to your life. I believe when the Lord's joy is residing inside of you, hallelujah, no oppression, no demon, no sickness, no powers of darkness can reside in the same hope. Hallelujah. Even as you are watching me by net, hallelujah, certain demonic oppression, hallelujah, and sickness and madness and depression, hallelujah, bondages, hallelujah, sin and slavishness are leaving your mind. Hallelujah. And God is making you whole through the word of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Rodney Howard Brown, the man of God, who has a church in Tampa, Florida, who started a, in our century. A revival. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The greatest revival that the, our century has seen. The Bible, when you go to his church, you will see as he ministers the word of God, people laughing and people hallelujah, rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. People rejoicing in the Lord. And he was asked, why are your people rejoicing? Hallelujah. Why are your people laughing? He said, the Bible says, the Lord said, when the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And when the anointing of the Lord comes upon the flesh, the flesh can't help it but to react to it. Mm. Hallelujah. This hallelujah night, the flesh hallelujah. Oh, your body is going to react to the word of God. That's why people are screaming. That's why people are clapping. That's why people are rejoicing in the Lord. That's the same anointing that came upon Paul when he started rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that he said this word when he was inside the jail, when he was inside the dark? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, prison when it was fully dark it was fully smelly it was in an underground where he was prison prison for the gospel there was nobody there was no light there was no lamp there was no food and inside that dungeon he said rejoice in the lord always and again i'll say rejoice the book of philippians is a book of joy Today, add a joy chapter into your life. When you look to the city, when you look to the country, when you look to the news, there is nothing that brings you joy. But when you look to the good news, hallelujah, there is this Bible that will bring good news. Hallelujah, glory to God. I heard a story of a woman who was blind. And nobody and nothing could heal 
Linda, one day, hallelujah, she started laughing. Hallelujah. She started laughing for two hours continuously. And after two hours, hallelujah, the story says that the woman's eye was opened from blindness. Let me tell you, if you rejoice in the Lord this night, if you rejoice in the word this night, some of the blind eyes will be opened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, you can never win a battle without the joy of the Lord. D.L. Moody said, God cannot use a depressed soul. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, David, before he fought, Philistines and took back his family from the hands of the enemy. The Bible says, Hallelujah. He found strength in the Lord. He rejoiced in the Lord. He strengthened himself. Hallelujah. By praise and thanksgiving. Rejoiced in the Lord. And then he went and recovered it all. Tonight, Hallelujah. Let me declare it over your life. You are going to recover everything what the enemy has stolen in the blood name of Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Somebody said, madmen seldom laugh. Hallelujah. Certain born-again Christians, hallelujah, have lost. They've become mad because they've lost their joy. Hallelujah. There are two kinds of joy. One is the joy in the presence of God. Psalm 16 says there's a fullness of joy in the presence of God. And eternal pleasures and life forevermore. Then there is joy that the world gives. The world gives the joy because of the fact that you are independent of the word of God. Independent of the Lord. That's a temporary joy. It's a joy that leads you into more sorrow later. Hallelujah. There's a difference between joy and happiness. Joy means hallelujah. Joy has to do with the person of Jesus Christ. Joy is a person. Hallelujah. Joy is a person that means hallelujah irrespective of what situation that you are in irrespective of whether your answers are answered or not irrespective of what is happening with you you are still have that heavenly joy residing inside of you you still have your face on the person of jesus christ you still have hallelujah supply hallelujah of strength flowing in the inside of you you have still hallelujah that the like the psalmist said in psalm 112 i still trust in the lord i am not afraid of bad news when you have the joy of the lord your heart is still steadfast trusting in the lord you're not afraid of any bad news your face because you know who is in control over your prayers yeah 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 you know who is in control over your life you know who is in control over your future. This joy is a result of not controlling your own life. This joy is a result of letting go of the control of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a joy is a joy that is carefree. Hallelujah. You are freed from your cares because you are looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a joy that comes through the Lordship of Jesus. This is what Romans 14, 17, joy. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is the joy in the Holy Spirit. As we come, hallelujah, oh, bless you to the, hallelujah, second day of fasting and prayer, I ask the Lord to release this joy into your life in the blood name of Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory.
If you are eating from the tree of life, Jesus, this joy is there. Some people are only happy. Happy comes from the word happenstance, which means only things that you thought will happen, only things that you believe that would happen at a certain time and it has happened, you are happy. I'm all for it. Some of you are going to be happy because what you believed is going to come to pass. Some of you are going to see what you believed right in front of you. But joy, even while we are waiting, oh Rama, that's a heavenly joy, an expectant joy, a joy that is completely, hallelujah, submitted to the word of God, a joy that comes from the result of completely submitted to the word of God, a joy that comes from the continuous trust that the Lord is in control. A joy that takes your eyes from everything and looking, hallelujah, and looking to the stars above. The Lord said, count, I'll count. I'll keep counting. Hallelujah. But some people, they don't have this joy. Some people have the joy of the world. Everything what the God does, the devil tried to bring counter. They will try to counterfeit it. There is another joy of the world. The joy that comes from uh, independence a joy that uh, comes because you choose your own freedom when you say with arrogance this is my life i can do whatever i want and you laugh there's a joy in that there's an arrogance of joy in that but that joy is a counterfeit that joy will lead you to deepest of sorrows that joy will take you to hell that's not the lifestyle which God has called us to that's an artificial joy that comes from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that is a joy that has come because of the voice of the serpent that you chose to hear it's a voice of deception it's a deceptive joy Hallelujah. I pray this evening that you will be free from deception in the blood name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth when you look through the book of Philippians, there are four types of joy that is spoken there. Number one, joy of belonging to the Lord, first chapter. Number two, joy of belonging to the family of God. Number three, joy of belonging, joy of serving the Lord. Number four, joy of knowing that you are valuable to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What drives us on? What drives us on? What drives to live on what drives you to live on is it money is it sex is it glory or is it Christ for me it's Christ none of these things uh, I've over the years hallelujah praise the Lord cannot drive you for too long these are the things that can hallelujah cheat you if it is not submitted to the Lord money can cheat you it's called the love of money it's a mammon it can take your faith, can destroy your faith. Sex outside of marriage can destroy your life, family, children. Power that is not submitted to God make you haughty, proud, arrogant, lose the fear in spirits. Hallelujah. What drives you on? If it's not Christ, it is said in the 1960s, People get got into depression. Hallelujah. 
and about in 1985 uh, 55 million people were addicted to uh, uh, sleeping drug because they did not have sleep today God is releasing fresh joy some of you after this message are going to sleep after a long time I release nine hours of sleep into your system in the name of the Lord Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I, 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 I feel that in my spirit. I feel that anointing in my spirit. Every sleeplessness, every sleep that has been harassed. Uh, hallelujah. Every sleep that has been hindered by the enemy to leave. I speak for the unhindered sleep over your life in the blood name of Jesus. Oh Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When you lose your focus from the person of Jesus Christ, you will lose your joy. If you put your joy in, hallelujah, the fact that you are rich, if you put your joy in the fact that you are known to people, if you put your joy in the fact that you are known by certain pastors and certain churches and you are recognized by them, you are known for things like your joy is based on who have laid hands on you and who have not. Those joy are temporary. Only joy that will be reliable, only joy that will stay, only joy that is correct, only joy that will, hallelujah, stable, only joy, hallelujah, that strengthens you is the joy that is from the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you know that Christ is inside of you, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Look at Paul. He said, the joy of belonging to the Lord. In Philippians chapter 1, verses 21. Hallelujah. Paul says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For to me is to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Isn't it amazing? Joy of belonging to the Lord. Joy of belonging to the Lord. Hallelujah. Joy of belonging to the Lord. How many of you can say, for me, hallelujah, to live is Christ. How many of you can say that, hallelujah, for me, the greatest uh, joy is to live, verse 22 also.
Christ who is higher than the heavens. Hallelujah. Song of Psalms chapter 8. Hallelujah. In the book of Song of Psalms, he says he's altogether lovely. Hallelujah. I think it's in chapter 2. Altogether. So our love, our intimacy, our identity is that we belong to Jesus. He's altogether lovely. Who can find a fault? If Pilate could not find a fault, Rabba, Kara, Shatta, who can find a fault with him? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. The joy of belonging to the Lord. Look at Paul. He said, even if I am in the flesh, it's fruitful labor for you. It's a fruitful work. So number one, it was joy of belonging to the Lord. Number two, this joy of belonging to. So, he was unselfish nature of Paul. Unselfish nature. Where does his joy come from? J, Jesus first. O, others second. Y, yourself third. That was his joy. For us, it's become ulta. Our first ourselves, second Jesus. Then if there is two, three minutes remaining for others. That's why we don't have joy. That's why it's a pressure to act. So many Christians today are acting. You know why? Because they are trying to show a spirituality they don't have. They're pressurized to be more spiritual than they really are. They're pressurized to prophesy when they don't even have the gift of prophesying. They are pressurized to impress other people. They are pressurized to fulfill other, other people's expectations. They are pressurized to even to minister. Not that comes from the joy and love for the Lord and love for the people. That's why there is so much of manipulation through the ministry. That's not the kind, hallelujah, later that can bring us into judgment. That is not the kind of ministry that we God has called us to be. Ministry should be a gain for somebody else. To minister has to come from an unselfish heart. Today I pray that all those who are watching ministry, that your ministry shall flow from an unselfish heart. Hallelujah. That's a fire, a revival like that, a ministry that flows from an unselfish heart. That's why we are praying these days. There are a lot of work that my wife needs me to be at home. Hallelujah. There are so many things for me to do. But the Lord said, do this. Hallelujah. So take it, don't take it for granted, knowing that I'm here so that you will be blessed. Hallelujah. Look at the disciples, the kind of joy they had. Today people lose their joy over small and simple things. Look at Matthew. He was, the by history says he was slain with a sword. For the gospel of Jesus Christ, for serving the Lord. He was slain with a sword. He became a martyr. Look at Mark. He was dragged into death in a desert by a lion. Look at Luke. He was hanged upon an olive tree. Look at John, a boiling oil. He was put inside and later into Patmos. The island of Patmos in a lonely, alone place to, to, to the birds, to the vultures who will come and pluck the eyes out of him. Look at Peter. 
He said, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my master. So crucify me upside down. He was crucified upside down. James beheaded. James the younger thrown from a cliff. Thomas stoned to death in the nation of India. Jude killed with arrows. Matthias killed. Again crucified. Bartholomew skin was removed. Andrew crucified. So was Philip. But amidst all that, they did not lose their joy. Look at the privilege that we have because of the cost other people played. Prayed. We can, hallelujah, with freedom serve the Lord. Because of the debt that they had. Hallelujah. When things are easy for us. We can have the conscience of, of life more. Today's Christians for small things they lose their joy. Small things they say hard time praying, praying, coming for meeting. You know, oh, Pastor, three hours. What is this? I have so many things to do. See, your prayers are answered. You have so many things now. You have a lot. You don't know what to do with your time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We have difficult for everything. But the best thing is to know that you belong to the Lord. The joy of belonging to the Lord. The joy of hallelujah, unselfish hallelujah, life. Because you belong to Jesus. Amen. The best thing that you can do, hallelujah, that to do is to give your life to Jesus. Is there something wrong? With us or it was something wrong with them to live like that hallelujah because it's not about pastor it's not about this family it's not about your tithe it's not about anything it's a fact that jesus died he rose again and we are seated with jesus christ and we have a commission to do is to reach the gospel to the ends of the earth and then the end will come the rapture will happen Somebody saw an advertisement. It says, why walk about half dead? We will bury you for $50. Why do you walk half dead? They said, you rather bury you. We don't want to be half dead Christians. So number one, joy of belonging to the Lord. Number two, joy of belonging to the church. Philippians chapter 2 verse 17 and 25 can we read it Philippians chapter 2 verses 17 and 25 yes and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith I am glad and rejoice with you all yeah verse 25 yet I consider it necessary to send you to if a Datius, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Hallelujah. Number two is the joy of belonging to the family of God. The joy of belonging to each other. The joy uh, of belonging uh, relationships that God has given you 
speaks about relationships. I believe that this time, especially that God's going to send supernatural miracles of our relationships. God is going to join relationships again. Hallelujah. God is going to heal relationship. Every bitterness and forgiveness is going to leave. Some of you are going to be corrected, chastened by the Lord. As the Bible says, if I love you, I'll correct you. we can never be alone. I was ministering to the church in Kotem and I said, from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, it's a book of relationships. No revival can be sustained without God-given relations. The Bible says, Jesus found favor with God and with man. Both are important. Some of you say, I have a relationship with the Lord. I trust Him. I mean, that's good. But that's not enough. You need to have a relationship with men also. You need to find out the God-given men God has appointed over your life. When Joseph came uh, into Egypt and became the prime minister and his brothers came and to be found that the one they uh, thrown into the pit has now has become the prime minister. And his father came to see him and the Bible says that when the father saw Joseph he became alive, he was revived. And the Bible says the first thing that Joseph would do was to run and kneel down and ask his father to bless him. See, he was already the prime minister. He has already had the blessings. He already had the wealth. He already had the riches. He was the most powerful man in the whole wide earth. The entire nations came for food. But look at this humility of the man. He said, but the real blessing is the blessing that is going to come from my daddy. Favor with God, favor with man. He immediately brought Manasseh and Ephraim and said, kneel down. And he knelt down and hallelujah. Jacob put his, hallelujah, right hand on Ephraim, uh, on Man uh, Ephraim and left hand on Manasseh like a cross, the blessing that comes through the cross. But what I want to highlight is, he said, Manasseh be thousands, Ephraim be ten thousands. And when you look through the Bible, because of the blessing from the grandfather, Ephraim inherited a blessing that he could have inherited after a generation. When you have a blessing from men, God has appointed over your life, whether it's your father or your spiritual father, you will have power, vineyards you have not planted. You will have wealth that you have not built. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabbi, you will have houses that you have not built, wells you have not dug, released over your life. Hallelujah. It's called impartation. That's called blessing. That you will enter into blessings that you would have entered into a generation later. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to access into a blessing now. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to access into a blessing that could have, hallelujah, uh, come into you later or maybe 40 years, 50 years down the line. But you are going to receive it now. Hallelujah. Because I release, hallelujah, an impartation. I release a blessing. Hallelujah. Right now in the blood name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's important to have favor with God and favor with man. It's important to have relationships in your life. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? I hope it's blessing you. Hallelujah. I see in my spirit a distance God is removing from the church to receive a, hallelujah, different level of anointing. We are going to be a church that's going to come together without a distance. 
wish to feel some people are close to the vision and some people distant with the vision but God is releasing a grace for the entire church to be together without any distance together with the vision here the Bible speaks about two people sent to Philippi by Paul two people who are the same spirit the same mind so important Paul knew that he cannot minister effectively without having single-minded united people hallelujah they had the same vision of Paul Timothy the Bible is saying is coming to you with a spiritual need in Philippians 2 19 and Ephrodotus is coming with you with an emotional and a financial need it's all about relationships hallelujah it says receive them you need to have humility to maintain relationships you need to have humility to build relationship you need to sow into relationship to build it you should be somebody who does not only take advantage of relationship you should be reciprocate you should learn to reciprocate to the relationship whether husband or wife or church you need to know that do it unto others as you would like them to do it unto you you should be willing to do something special for somebody in a special time weep with those who weep rejoice with those who rejoice that's relationships If you want to relate with people, you have to come to their level. You have to put on their shoes. And you will have compassion. You will have humility. Can you put on the shoes of your husband? Can you put on the shoes of your wife? Hallelujah. Then you will restrain from anger. You will restrain from attack. You will restrain when, hallelujah, you, have, you think you have a right to shout back. You will restrain because you put yourself in each other's shoes. You will humble yourself and that's where the Lord will lift up a family. Lord will lift up a church. Hallelujah. The congregation need to put, hallelujah, yourself in the shoes of a pastor. Just as a pastor does it every week. Then you'll feel like praying. Then you feel like standing together. I remember a man of God telling me his main intercessor once so got so discouraged in life and ministry that was years back and that person was about to leave the ministry, leave the church and the last time came to say goodbye to the pastor. Came and hold the pastor's hands. And while that person held the pastor's hands for the first time that person felt the burden of the pastor and that day that person decided I will never leave this man of God I've never understood the kind of burden hallelujah he was carrying for me I'm never going to leave him hallelujah and that person becomes one of the greatest intercessors in the church who stood at the gap and to see hallelujah revival and breakthroughs in the ministries hallelujah glory to God you have to put yourself for the glory of Jesus Christ church is not a place to attack it is normal for the wolf to bite a sheep but it's not normal for a sheep to bite a sheep it's abnormal that every abnormality leave in the name of Jesus 
Let every attack leave in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every attack in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yesterday we heard about the attack on the household. I rebuke that. Yesterday we are hearing in the attack in the church. I rebuke that. Let there be a spirit of love and unity. The Bible says in Ephesians, I think in 4, it says endure to keep the unity of the church. Hallelujah. Look at Philippians chapter 4 and the second verse. The Bible says, I urge Judea and I urge Sintai to agree in the Lord. Can you read that, brother? I implore Yudia and I implore Cynthia to be at the same mind in the Lord. There were two sisters, Yudia and Sinthe. They had a problem. They were not of the same mind. They were fighting, competing with each other. Paul is saying, don't compete, compliment. It's all about relationships. Celebrate the other person's gifting. Celebrate the other person when God uses you. Be the stone in the shepherd's bag of David. Hallelujah. When one stone is being used, the other four stones are praying for that one stone that has been used. Hallelujah. For that you have to leave. Hallelujah. That stone was first a mountain that was broken by a, by, 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 by a flood and, and rolling, rolling, rolling. It fell down. Only those kind of stones. Bible calls us the living stones. How do you become a living stone? How do you become a shaped stone? How do you become a stone without sharpness? Hallelujah. You are a big mountain, a proud mountain once. Hallelujah. Certain earthquake happened. Certain problems made you break. Hallelujah. Thank God for the breaking. Then you thought that you are reached there and suddenly, hallelujah, another breaking. You became a little more smaller piece. Suddenly you thought, oh, you are there. And suddenly, an erosion. And you started rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. And you thought, oh, I've gone through the worst. And suddenly, from rolled and rolled, you fell deep down onto the ground. And you became small again. And suddenly you brought into that place and said, hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Now I know it is only you who is big. You consider other people better than yourself. And then you fell into the river. And you stayed in the river of the Holy Spirit. You, hallelujah, worshipped in the river of the Holy Spirit. You, hallelujah, stayed in the river at the church of the Holy Spirit. You came for the fasting. You came for the flow. Hallelujah. You became smooth and smooth and smooth. Now suddenly the shepherd Jesus took you into his hands. Because now he can hold you. You are not too big enough for the Lord. He can hold you. You fill. You stay in the shepherd's hands. You became, hallelujah, humble. Then he trusted you. He said, I can put with the other stones because you know how to stay with the other stones you know how to accept the other stones you know how to hallelujah adjust with the other stones you know how to live with the other stones you know even when you do not seen inside the shepherd's back hallelujah your only ah, agenda is to be usable to the shepherd when the shepherd needs me 
It's not about my agenda. It's about Goliath going down. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, somebody. Relationships, when you stand together, Goliaths will go down. It was not the one stone that brought the Goliath down. It was the relationship that stone had with the shepherd and the other stones that brought Goliath down. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabash, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There are four stages to a relationship. Number one, smiling. A couple of words. We smile at each other. That doesn't mean anything when we are at least. Hallelujah. Somebody said, there are congregations, there is not much anointing, but warmth is that brings the glory. At least warm. A smile. Then another kind of relationship is marriage. A little more than that. We are attracted to each other. We decided to share our life with each other a sharing then we go into the next stage we speak about goals we tell about our hidden desires hidden goals hidden dreams we learn to pray for each other we start trusting not like Joseph who spoke his dream to his brothers and put him into the pit not like that out of envy but we agree with them we are happy when they are blessed God will look at that. How you are responding to other people's blessing. God looked at how Abraham's face was when God asked him to pray for Abimelech. Was he upset? Was he sad? Because something he was waiting in faith and in patience for 25 years. Hallelujah. Listening to all the bad words of Sarah. That was a joke. Hallelujah. But all the tantrums, all the of two women of Sarah and Hagar. And after all that, when he's waiting for his promise to come through, he said, pray for an Abimelech who almost stole his wife and almost slept with her. And said, pray for his generation, pray for his family, pray for his people, so that they will be healed and their womb shall be opened. And God looked at how is Abraham's face. Abraham, the man of God, the friend of God, lifted his hands with an open heart and a laughing face. Lord, I thank you, Lord. You are a God who opened wombs. I pray the spirit of infirmity to leave from Abimelech's family and Abimelech's life and release the greatest and the biggest blessing over his life. That was Genesis 21. In Genesis 22, the Bible says after this, the Lord visited Sarah according to his promise in the appointed time. And Sarah was seen as pregnant. Hallelujah. When you make those most unselfish prayer, when you, oh, hallelujah, learn to, hallelujah, praise the Lord, to value relationships that God has put over you with an, hallelujah, heart of unselfishness, you will see the greatest revival the greatest breakthroughs, the greatest blessing flowing from the inside of you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Some of you, hallelujah, get ready. Hallelujah. Your Isaac is about to jump out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your Isaac is about to jump out. Uh, your blessings is about to jump out. Uh, because a blessing cannot stay in an unselfish, in an unselfish heart. It will come out to open. Some of God is about to bring your blessings into the open for the glory of Jesus Christ. I release you now. to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. We receive that. Then there is 
where we all need to come, where we total transparency. There is no attack behind the back. Hallelujah. We love each other so much. Hallelujah. We've gone through the waters together. We've gone through the fire. And we believe together the Lord will bring us to a rich fulfillment. Hallelujah. There is transparency. Today's problem, people cannot accept each other. They cannot trust each other. Let that love flow today. Paul is writing in Philippians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse 1 to 3. He's saying, I'm writing the same things again. In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord to write to you again about the same thing. There's no trouble for me and is safeguard to you. It's a safeguard. And it says, watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. Watch out. There are people who divide, mutilate. Watch out. Uh, people who mutilate that word means to cut you away from the church. To cut you away from the source. The KJV says, people who cut you away. Watch out. They are dogs, evil workers. Beware. They bring division. They question pastors. They question the ways of God. They question everything that they see. They come to find faults. Watch out. Beware. Evil workers. They don't honor relationships. They come to put marks for the pastor. Hallelujah. Can you read that word in your Bible? Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 2. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. Hallelujah. Mutilation. Christ. 
That's where joy comes. Number three. Are you here, church? Hallelujah. God is telling certain things you have to put into laws. Don't be a control freak. Put it to loss. Come down. Number three, Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 to 20 speaks of joy of belonging to the Lord. I will read it. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 to 20. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. For I've often told you, and now say again in tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. The God is their stomach. The glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things. Some of you are an enemy of Christ. You're not passionate for the Lord. You're only concerned about your own belly. For you, it's your life. What you think is right. Nothing to do with Christ. They're enemies of the cross. Not passionate for the Lord. For it's not the house of prayer. It's a den of robbers. Ah, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. I decree that vindication upon the people who are serving the Lord. The body of Christ must be a reflection of heaven here. We are living here. We are living the foretaste here on this earth. I pray that Petra Church will have a foretaste of here, heaven on earth. Glory to God. Number four. Hallelujah. Are you here, church? So number one is joy of belonging to Jesus. Number two, identify with the people of God. The joy of belonging to the church where you learn to sow good seeds, so reap good relationships, cultivate relationships. Number three, of joy to serve the Lord, to be passionate. Bible says put on the 
truth of the gospel. That's a part of Christian for to be passionate to seeing souls saved. That's a part of every Christian. Armor of God is not for the one who serves solely. It is the armor for every Christian. That should be a desire for every born again Christian. The shoes of the gospel. And number four, the joy of knowing your value to the Lord, to the kingdom of God. Assurance. Paul had the assurance of his value to the Lord and to the body of Christ. That's maturity. Philippians 4 and the third verse, he says, Hallelujah. He says, verse 10, he says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me, but you lacked opportunity to show it. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, I know that you understood that I'm important to you. You've understood my importance. You understood my value. Paul knew that he was valuable to the Philippians church. And that's why Philippians church took care of his need. They supplied all his need. And he said, I'm happy that you're supplying my need. Not that I need it because I've learned to be in content in a base and in abundance. But it would be recounted to your account, credited to your account. Paul knew that how valuable he is. Then he said, not only to you, I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ trusts me. He knew he was valuable to the Lord. Amazing. He knew he was valuable to the body of Christ. So many people committed, commit suicide. So many pastors are pressurized. Because people have not valued them. And sometimes, even men of God forget the value God has put on them. You have to value yourself because of the fact that Christ has called you. He called you. Ah, come on somebody. He chosen you, not you. Look at that word. I have chosen you.
was the flow from God. He was looking to the Lord. He understood his flow was not depend upon anybody. God. So he was thankful for that. If you cry over people who do not value you, you will destroy yourself. Know the fact that God has put talents and giftings in the inside of you. And when you pray these days, God will bring it out. God will open your eyes. When you partake of the bread and the wine, God will open your eyes to your giftings. God will activate that gifting in the inside of you in the name of Jesus. Only by that you make the devil inactive and ineffective. Major your talents. Don't major the minor and minor the major. Some people are majoring the minor. Oh, will people like me? Oh, what's a, what are the likes that they got by the time I ministered? Those are majoring on the minor. Majoring on the major is majoring in prayer. Majoring in reading the word. Majoring in the anointing of God. Majoring in the revelations of God. Majoring in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Majoring supporting the man of God. Majoring in the part of a great vision and harvest God is sending across the world. Being major a part of a local church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's majoring. Raising up a generation, a good family with anointed children. Majoring the major. Moses had only one rod and he brought an entire 60 lakh people, 6 million people out of Egypt. Your one gifting is enough, some of you. Your one business is enough. Your one job is enough. Hallelujah. For the great deliverance, say the Lord. If you draw a line, some people up and down, up and down. Look at your statistics. Look at your graph. When you were born again, up, then you came down. When you took baptism again, up, then you came down. When somebody anointed you with oil or anointed a gifting and a prophecy, you came up and you again came down. Suddenly you had a testimony, again came up and again come. When somebody says something good about you, three days go up, then again comes down. Some of your WhatsApp messages like this. Hallelujah. God has not called you for that. Some people think that their life started when they were born again. My Bible says you were called even before you were knitted in the mother's womb. God had a plan for you. He predestined you. And he called you. He justified you. And the Bible says, when you go down through the failures, don't look up where you started. Look up where God has started. Some people say, oh, when I started, I started so small. <laughs> That's where you started. God started in the mother's womb. Your self-esteem will go up when you know where he has started. And my Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, the very God who has started a good work in you, yeah, 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 he will bring it to completion until that day. Before Jesus comes in great glory, he will do that work completed. Our value is not... Paul said in verse 11, I don't say this out of need, but I've learned to be content. Whatever circumstances I find myself. First thing that he learned is to be learned to be content. If you want your self-esteem to go up, number one, hallelujah. Learn to see the giftings. Number two, major on the major, minor on the minor. 
Number three, learn to be content. Learn to be content. Some people's value is the fact that they went to America, went to many countries. If that is what gives you the value, I'm sorry. That's not the value. His value was not in all these things, whether he went to another country, no. He says, I'm content. Whether in this place or whichever place, I learned to be, I learned to be content. An anointing, a grace to be content. He learned to be content. Not that if something comes in, he learned to, not if what I'm thinking should happen, he learned to be content. Because of the fact that he had a relationship with God, because of the fact that he had people around who God gave. When you have a mindset like that, I like Philippians 4.19. Then he said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Before I supply, there is a content. You have to learn to be content before God supplies. Oh, hallelujah. If you're not content, look at your language. You'll always say, oh, I am tired. I am tired. How many years, Pastor? How many years? I feel I put down. I feel this person put down. That person put down. Not content. Not thankful. I can do all things through not success or education or Grammy Awards or contacts. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How do you get your things done? Manipulating through three years, tears, manipulating some people through silence, giving a cold day, don't, not taking up the phones, not coming to church. Pastor, I'll teach you a lesson. to strengthen me. So how do you be a child of God with a difference? How do you see with a difference? If you see through some things through Jesus, there is strength. How Jesus sees. When you meditate on this word, you see like Jesus sees. When you partake of the bread and the wine, you see like Jesus sees. Fellowship with the saints. You see through Jesus. That's strength. Number two, John 15, 5 says, Without you, I can do nothing. That attitude of John 15, 5, dependence must be on the Lord through Jesus Christ. Sometimes he used failure. He loved, he used certain failures. He taught you. What does failure taught you? That I have to be dependent on every day of your life. The one who has a daily relationship will add a joy chapter into his or her life. So may God bless you with this word. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you. Thank you, Jesus. 
Father, I thank you for all those who are watching. I thank you for the word that you've released on joy. I thank you for the words of life. I thank you for the prophetic that you've allowed to flow. And I pray, Lord, as we're going to partake the bread and the wine, that you will release us fresh joy. Joy of belonging to the Lord. Joy of belonging to others. Joy of belonging to serve the Lord in the vineyard of God. Joy of knowing that the value God has put on ourselves. The Christ esteem that we have. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. 